Now, I don't have time to preach the sermon that I am supposed to preach today. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> but I'm preaching on <clears throat> one of my favorite texts. As a matter of fact, I love this passage so greatly that uh, I always said that if I could have one bit of Scripture put on my tombstone, even though it's not big enough, it's just a little tombstone, uh, so I doubt that these words will ever get there. So, uh, but I'll never forget them anyway. Um, but they are this. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Anybody else like that verse? 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'm going to tell you right now, boy, that verse speaks volumes to us about life and, 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 and how good life can be. Uh, goes along with that song, with a, knowing that, that uh, the peace speaker is always beside us. And godliness is, um, is something we ought to all pursue. Uh, I did not really come up with a very good definition of uh, godliness until I got to the end of the sermon. <clears throat> so I'll just go ahead and give you that up front. Uh, instead of giving you everything in the middle. Uh, Paul wrote in the book of Philippians uh, that he said, I must lay hold of that for which Christ hath laid hold of me. Now, I want you to think about your life for a moment, and I just want you to think, well, could, you know, when I look back across my life, uh, have I pursued laying hold of that for which Christ laid hold of me? Now, Christ laid hold of me in a moment in time. And everything about my life changed in that moment in time. But when I look back from this perspective, I begin to understand what God or Christ laid hold of me for. And to be faithful to pursue that over the course of my life for the last 40-some-odd years, 42 years, I guess, um, I can understand it so clearly. And so I can only imagine how much better Paul understood it when he wrote Philippians. And, and you know, when, when he says that... Um, he adds to it. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have attained or to have already been perfected, but I press on. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. And I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There's a day coming when the upward call of God in Christ Jesus is going to be the only thing that's ever going to matter to you. And that's why we press on. Hey, listen, I haven't attained anything yet. I haven't any, attained anything close to what Paul is talking about here in Philippians. Now I could go back and say, 
understand the power of the resurrection, understand being conformed to his death. I know the power of that resurrection and the fellowship of the sufferings that Christ went through for me and for the whole world. But let me tell you, I'm also like Paul. I have not yet been perfected, nor have I attained that which God has planned for me and for you as a believer. Because we're all pressing toward the goal of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Pressing on. Pressing on. And, and, and in a way, that is what godliness is. That we continue to press on toward the prize of that high calling which has been promised to all who will believe. Now, that was kind of the conclusion I came to. Uh, but there is so much in the middle. I don't know hardly even where to, to start or to think. I might just introduce this sermon and come back and preach the sermon to you next week. Amen. Been a lot going on today. There really has been. But over in the sixth chapter of, of uh, 1 Timothy, the next to the last letter or epistle that we have in Scripture that the Apostle Paul wrote to his young friend Timothy, he says, now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Did you hear that? We brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that when we hear and receive and experience that high calling of God through Christ Jesus, it is absolutely certain that we can carry nothing out of this world with us. Because we're not going to need a thing. It's all been taken care of us or for us by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know, when I, when I read this... Um, That's the first verse in the text that I was going to preach this morning. I'll go to the last verse of the text that I had planned on preaching, but uh, and that you can get ready for next Sunday because I can't possibly preach it in the time frame we have. Let them do good that they be rich in good works and ready to give and willing to share. This is the 18th verse of the 6th chapter of 1 Timothy. Let them do good that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Now, you know, it says that 
that they may lay hold on, not of. Now you might say, well, the only difference between those two things is one word ends in an F and the other one ends with an N. <laughs> but boy, did the Lord send me on a trip to understand from the beginning of this passage all the way to the end that what we pursue is to lay hold on eternal life. You see, God, the Lord Jesus, has already taken care of that. It's not anything I've done in that pursuit. It was there when I was born into this world, and it'll be there when I'm gone or when I'm caught up in the glory to meet the Lord. It'll be there. And it will be such a blessing that we may lay hold on something that has already been accomplished. And it belongs to someone, not just to us. We may lay hold on eternal life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We lay our lives down at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we put all of our faith in the power of a bloody cross and an empty tomb. And that makes all the difference. And that's the only thing that can ever prepare us for what is going to come at the end of our journey. But as Paul is talking to Timothy here, he says, Now godliness with contentment. That's something we don't know much about anymore is being content. And I said just a few minutes ago, and I mean it with all of my heart. I, I, I wouldn't change a thing in my life. I mean, some of the worst parts of my life, God has used to his glory far more than some of the good things I've done. You see, that's just the way God planned it. And so as a result, I just laid hold on eternal life. From the night I laid hold on eternal life, I never had to worry. And when you don't worry, the opposite of that is what? Contentment. Hey, Carolyn, God knew what Joe was going to go through before either one of you did. And I'm telling you, all you do is lay hold on eternal life. It's there for anyone who chooses to lay hold on it, not just lay hold of it. And I am astounded when I went back and looked at this how often what Paul wrote over and over and over again, that we may lay hold on eternal life. It's there to bring us, if we are godly people, if we're always pursuing that part of life where, where God has laid hold of us, that we may lay hold of him for his purposes, 
and not just our purposes. And so we just lay down and rest on eternal life. We can just rest in the arms of Jesus, content that we have eternal life. And just as God was in control from the moment we came into this world, God will remain in control until the moment we leave this world. Now, there's a lot in the middle of there, just like there's a in the middle of life. Life's never perfect. Oh, there's some things I've said, things I've done, you know, moments in time uh, in an instant that, that, oh, I would draw back if I probably could, those things. But as far as the life that Christ has granted to me from the moment that I met him in the salvation experience, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing for the journey, even to the journey before, really. Uh, because if I hadn't been on the journey before, I could not imagine how powerful it is to lay on eternal life, to just yield it all, and to pursue that which God wanted me to pursue, and to be content with whatever the circumstances are in the process of trying to do that. And so that's why I am crazy about this verse. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, let me just give you a couple of highlights from next week's sermon. And then we'll all be happy at what time we got out. Verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. <laughs> when I met Jesus Christ, did I find out all about that? I always said before I met Jesus, I was interested in two things. Having a big time and making a lot of money. I'm telling you, those are worthless fantasies in a world of spiritual reality. <laughs> hey, I loved making money. I think I said something about that last week. Uh, Hey, listen, I had a work ethic that was just driving me. But the, but the work ethic was driving me to make more money. Um, also was the root of all kinds of evil in my life. <laughs> but you see, when that changed, and the desire of my heart was to pursue that for which God had laid hold of me, everything changed. I could have cared less about money. And I still am that way. Money is not something now that drives me. I'm thankful for what God has given us, Pegley and I, and how he has blessed us abundantly. But it's also because of being faithful to that, which God told me a long time ago. And I came to understand that. And so for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed and from the faith and their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Exhibit A, when we stand before judgment. 
I am living evidence that those things happen in the lives of those who do not follow that which God has called them to do. For those who have not laid their life on eternal life, their hope, their joy, all of the promises, you see, that's got to happen in there somewhere. And so, once God laid hold of my life, I just laid hold of that purpose for which God laid hold of my life. And have not missed a single thing in this world because there wasn't enough money to accomplish it. So here, Paul is giving Timothy some great things. Let's see what else I want to say getting ready for, for next week. Oh, he says there, you flee from all these things, all this greediness and all this uh, uh, sorrow and, and all of these kinds of evil. He's, he says there, but you, oh man or woman of God, flee these things and pursue. I had to run away from those things. I had to change friends. I had a lot of things that I had to change. So flee from these things and pursue righteousness. This is verse 11. Godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. There's some things you just got to start pursuing. And it has nothing to do with the evil of this world. It has nothing to do with the, 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 the resources of this world. But it has everything to do with what God has put before us. Salvation, eternal life, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit. And we pursue those as we pursue righteousness, godliness. There we could go back to that word godliness again. Faith, love, patience, gentleness. And by the way, We'll get more to this, but look at verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. It's his life. He gave his life for my life. I just lay hold on his promise of eternal life as I fight the good fight of faith. Mm. And then he says on down in verse 13 I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession that you might keep this commandment. Has God done some good things in your life that he demands that you confess before a sinful and evil world? 
He says, you keep this commandment without spot, blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So that's what God laid hold of me for. Hmm? And once you lay hold of that for which God has laid hold of you, and once you, as it says here, that we lay hold on eternal life, then everything in this world changes. Now, that's all I'll say about that this morning. That was not a sermon. That was simply an outline and a preview for a sermon that is coming next Sunday on a little short verse that has transformed my life. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the wisdom not to say all I was going to say. And thank you that I don't have to prepare a sermon for next week. And thank you that I can look back on a day when I laid on your eternal life. That I hold on to what you have given me. And Lord, when we come to that place, there is a spirit of godliness in that pursuit. It's not always perfect, but it's made perfect at the cross. But for those who pursue godliness, they find contentment and as Jesus described it, a peace that surpasses all our understanding. Well, I think actually that wasn't Jesus, that was Paul. And the result is great gain. I have run the course. I have fought the fight. There, as a result, is laid up for me a crown of righteousness as is laid up for all, Paul wrote, in that second and that final letter to Timothy. 
I have fought the fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. And that day is coming for all who love his appearing. Lord, just take all of these words, and I know it's a scrambled mess right now. But as we think on these things in these coming days, Lord, in just a few verses, in one of your last letters written by the Apostle Paul, you have brought together the meaning of a believer's life. And so, Lord, if there's someone here today who has not believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who has not believed and has committed their life upon that gift of eternal life, they have not yet laid hold onto that incredible promise that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life then Lord that's easy to do we just repent of our sins we place our faith in your son and we surrender Every single thing we have to Jesus as Lord. It's just as simple as that. And Lord, if someone wants to do that this morning, in the end of this service, they can. And they can come to the realization very quickly that godliness with contentment is great gain. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.